Today on the GYST Podcast, we celebrate Goldilocks and the Three Bears by talking about what lessons we can learn about that when it comes to personal development. That's coming up on the GYST Podcast. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST Podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST Podcast, also known as Get Your Shit, Shit Together. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, with you, uh, I am one of your hosts, Rohit Rohila, and with me, as always, is... Glenn Rucks here. Scott Chang. Right. No E. No E. No yeah. No longer is he Scott Not Change. Change. Rohit found it and fixed it, <laughs> but it's out of habit now. I always want to say change. Uh, this is going to be a bit of a fun one. One of, the, one of the things that I always talk to people about is there is a personal development lesson in anything at all. Uh, for example, I was even talking to Patrick earlier today, and he was talking about how his mom wants to do an episode about ghosts. And Patrick was like, that, that's just too weird. And I was like, well, here's the personal development spin on it. He's like, I don't know how you do it. But <laughs> nice. Uh, I was thinking about Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Specifically, when, when it comes to personal development, there are people who are too hard on themselves. There are people who are too soft on themselves. And then there's just that balance. And so what I did was I thought this would be a good episode to review with Scott and Glenn. And so we each have our own, uh, our own uh, takes that we're going to have and we're going to dive into a little bit. But ultimately, the question is, is personal development subjective? Does, does it change? Do we all have the same goals? How do you truly measure what success is? You've got some people who are too soft on themselves, some people who are too hard on themselves. And then how do you get to that sweet spot? Because it does require some internal analyzation and it can't just be looking at other people. You can't just look at someone and say, wow, well, you know, they're 20 and driving a Tesla and here I am 50 and driving a, a Kia. Uh, you can't do that. You have to measure yourself against yourself. Specifically, what are you capable of doing? So that's going to be today's episode. And with that, I'm going to hand it off to Glenn, who is going to talk about the first bed that Goldilocks comes to, and that's when the bed is too soft. Mm-hmm. He did that because I'm so squishy. I'm a soft guy. <laughs> I'm emotionally squishy. I'm emotionally squishy. Yeah, um, well, the personal development side of being too squishy or too soft on yourself is you give yourself excuses. You don't want to face up to the fact that you're responsible for your own life, so you make excuses as to why you aren't in a better place. You know, the politics of the area are getting to me. The, the I don't have enough money because the job won't give me a raise. I, I don't have this. I don't have that. I can't do this. I can't do that because of this. You're making that because of. You're making that quick excuse saying it's not my fault. It's someone else's fault. It's this external factor acting on me and changing my life so that I can't be successful. That's lazy. That's telling yourself you can't succeed. You're never going to succeed because you don't have a chance. Everything is pit against you. Well, newsflash, some things are going to be pit against you, but 
you make the ultimate choice where you end up. You're responsible for your own choices. So the person being too soft on themselves, are, they're, they're taking away their choice and putting it in the hands of someone else or something else. That takes your own power away. You're giving your power away to something else. Do you think, Glenn, that most people get to that point where they realize that that's what they're doing? Or do they do it so casually that they don't understand how much it's hurting them in the long run? I think most people don't even realize they're doing it because they've been taught to do it their entire lives. Mm -hmm. we, we can take any of the events from the last four or five years, right? Um, any massive protest out there where people are just complaining about this or that and it never really affected them, right? You got a lot of people out there just pissed off at each other over stuff that they don't control, stuff that they're giving control over to, right? Um, for me, it was, oh, man, I, I can't do that because, you know, my, my back hurts. Mm. Or, you know, I, I can't go out and walk because my back hurts. You know, you've been out with me yeah. Christmas shopping a couple times when I couldn't do much walking because my lower back was killing me. And I, that was where I would leave it at. My lower back is killing me. That's it. I wouldn't do anything about it. Finally, I actually said, you know what? This is not good. I, I need to actually find out why my back is hurting and fix it. It's got to be fixable. Yeah, it, it has partly to do with my weight, but also because I had some issues going on chiropractically. So what did I do? I go to a chiropractor. They fix it. And now I'm able to walk quite a bit. I mean, this last Christmas trip, we, we did quite a bit of walking. Yeah. Didn't need to lean, didn't need to sit down. I needed to stay outside where it was nice and cool, though. Glenn, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because the topic, because it's a little bit of a shameless plug for next week's episode. When we take a look at exactly that, we're going to have uh, Tia, Patrick, and Patrick's brother, Tim, talk about the day that turns their life around. And that's essentially what, what you're talking about is when do you realize you've had enough? And for you, you definitely reach that point where you're like, okay, some, something's got to be fixed. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not enjoying life. There are things that I can't go out and proactively do because of my back, something's got to give. Right, exactly. And once you get to that point, it's, you've, you've got two ways you can go. And you can just say, well, fuck it, it's out of my hands. Yeah. Or you take it back into your hands and you control it. And I, I, you're absolutely right. The vast majority of the people will never even reach that They'll point. They'll just give it up. They'll yeah. just give up. Because... Would you mind uh, diving into a little bit about, because you were of that mindset. You knew your back was hurting. Mm -hmm. And for for years, that was just your life. And like you said, it just almost became uh, an excuse, I believe you said. Yeah. So why were you of that mindset? What What's our audience at home listening to this? And they're thinking the same thing. They're like, oh man, like... It, Glenn's right. There are things about myself that I'm just kind of letting happen. So when you were in that mindset, what brought that mindset about? Oh, well, several things. One, I wasn't able to do things, right? I wanted to go out and do things, be able to go places, be able to walk. Um, I love going to Chicago, and every once in a while I want to go to Wrigley Field. Well, pretty much everything in Wrigleyville is 
walking. <laughs> I mean, you get on you get on the blue train, you get there, you you get off the train, you go down the stairs, you go along the 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 beer gardens and the different uh, bars along Wrigley uh, Wrigleyville, and then you go to Wrigley itself. You're walking upstairs, you're walking down the the bleachers. I look at all those things that I love to do, go to those ball games at Wrigley. And I'm, I'm like, I can't do that with the way I am right now. And I've got to stop making excuses. There's got to be something I can do with my life that will make it better, that will make my back not hurt as much. I, I looked at medications. Medications don't guarantee anything, and they can be addictive. I don't want to be addicted to anything. So... I, I checked out some chiropractors and I said, you know what? I maybe they can adjust me. I'll try it. I'll at least try it, right? I'll take that first step and I'll try something that I've never done before. I went and the first adjustment was night and day difference. I mean, yeah, my back still hurt when I would walk for a, a good distance, but my distance was easily tripled than normal. So that told me something was working. Yeah. I saw a little bit of success, and I went, wait, I can see a lot more if I keep doing this. Small success can easily grow into a much larger success if you keep doing it. Like we saw, we, we, we talk about that, that pie chart, right, with the, the two lines. You know, that, that starting point is where your life is right now, but as you make a, a split decision, it may not look like you're, you're diverging too much from your original path, but as time goes by, that gap gets wider and wider from where you were to where you are now. And it's just a massive difference. Yeah. And that's, that's, thank you very much, Glenn, because the, you gave some excellent examples of what the average person is probably going through. They are being too soft on themselves. They are coming up to that bed. That's just too soft, but not doing anything Finance about it. Another one. Yeah. Uh, so, so thank you for that. And then, and then Scott, we have you coming up to the bed that's too hard. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I've, you nailed it earlier, is comparing yourself to other people. And that's one of the most difficult things is you have to realize that you're not all, you're running the same race, but it's not the same obstacles you're running into. You're, like, for me, perfect example is I grew up on a farm. I was forced in the farm life my entire life. And all my friends are going to college. They're all doing this. I'm just kind of going on my own pace and it's more, it's more, it's easier to see when people accomplish things. Oh, hey, you graduate, you got a degree. Um, oh, you're going to grad school, you're going here. For me, I just looked at those as certain checkpoints I needed to do, but it didn't pertain to the path that I was going. I'm a farmer. I just have to level up my own way. I took a step back and realized that I was just being way, way too hard on myself. I tried to go back to school. It didn't work out. It wasn't for me. And it was very difficult. And when I had to leave school, it, I felt like I failed. And I shut down. I beat up myself just because of that. And when I, it took me a while. Like, I was just kind of in a rut. And after a while, I, I think I found a new group of friends, just ended up doing my own thing, doing the market, but embracing it at this point. And I realized that the things that I was good at and what I ha what challenges I had I had to face. If I wanted to succeed, I couldn't go through the same path because that's not what I wanted to do. That's not what was open to me. Uh, I learned that I had to learn how to better talk to people. I had to focus on my business and realize that this was the path I was going to take and I want to run with it. 
And with the market, it was great because I was exposed to different cultures and everything. The one great thing about it is you really take a look at yourself. You, you learn that, hey, um, you are being too hard on yourself, but you can't compare yourself. Not everybody's the same person. Um, you're not going to have to worry about weeding flowers or weeding vegetables more. Oh, like irrigation and everything. I have to worry about that. But one, I don't have to worry about meeting deadlines or certain thing. I don't have to worry about, well, I forgot what you guys do at work. <laughs> Getting reports. But yeah. Reports, re, re, you know, reporting to a boss or having to deal with all the moving parts of that. Um, and the thing is when you beat yourself up like that, you are way too hard on yourself. You shut out everything. And one of my biggest issues was, I thought that I was alone on this journey. Like for the longest time, I was just focused on me. If I didn't know how to do something, I was just, oh, just forget about it. But then I realized, you know, I met a group of people, you guys, you know, perfect example, that if I needed help, I could ask you guys about anything. Um, it's great. You guys were my cheerleaders. Uh, I mentioned it a couple times before. We had a, where hit and I had a walk at, I think it was 11 o'clock at night, had some coffee, just went around the neighborhood. And I didn't realize what he was doing at the time. But I think you realize, I think you realize that I was being too hard on myself and I was just beating myself up. Most of it was me complaining and he actually told me, you know, just simple questions. And I realized it's mostly me talking the whole time and it made me realize that, Hey, you know, I can make this thing my own. I understand that this is my race. Nobody else is going to do it for me. Um, you can't just sit there and just bash yourself the whole time. And I think with most people going through the personal development, like, you can't compare yourself when it breaks down to it. Like You have to realize that if the bet is too hard, you have to take a step back. And for me, I honestly, where I'm at right now, I'm still kind of on that hard bed that I'm trying to bring myself off of. And it's getting a little bit easier every day. I'm enjoying it. But... Every once in a while, I need a kick in the butt. I'm just like, hey, you're not alone. Like, you, if you don't know how to do something, don't beat yourself up. You have to reach out. You've got plenty of friends. And that's probably one of the hardest things for me is just to reach out and grab, like, ask for help. And I still struggle once in a while. What's One of the things that I, I want to ask you about, because you had mentioned for a while you were beating yourself up. Yeah. You were taking a look at your peers they were heading down a certain path and you were going down a different path. And that can be very difficult, especially because of the circle of influence exercise. When you take a look at the people who are in your circle, if they're all heading down one path and you're not going down that path, you think there's something wrong with you. Oh yeah. And what I want to talk to you about is it's, it's almost like you, you, you had hard fudge inside you. Like, like it just, you, you didn't feel like, <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you you didn't feel like you uh, were were flexible. You felt stuck, stagnated, and then all of a sudden you had this moment of self realization that I don't have to follow everyone else's path. I'm on my own path. There are people who are jealous of that path and envious of that path, and I get to live that path. And then you entered a state that I'm going to talk about in a second. Uh, because it's it's a magical magical word, but what's what's interesting when when you were talking about the comparisons between the two of you, Glenn, for you, 
it's almost like everyone is reactive in their life because they're taking a backseat to their own life. Right. With, with you, Scott, it's being over proactive. You are taking such an aggressive outlook on your life, setting so many goals that could be way beyond your current level of skills. And you're beating yourself up because of that. It's like trying to learn a new language and a month later flying to that country and thinking that you're good. And then you realize like, no, I'm, I'm not there yet. So the word that I want to propose, not propose, but, but introduce to you to see if, if this is how you felt afterwards is flow. Cause it almost seemed like, you know, you made reference to that walk that we were on. You felt stuck. And you even said something like that. You know, you're beating yourself up and, and feeling uh, like you're stuck in a rut. And then when you had that realization of this is my path, I'm owning it. All of a sudden life become, became a lot easier. You were in flow. You were enjoying what you were doing. You were expressing yourself creatively in a way that you didn't think was possible. No, it was amazing. Um, after that walk, we, you mentioned something. Hey, you know, maybe not focus on the farm. Don't focus on the flowers. Focus on you. What do you know have that nobody else has at the market? And I'm like, oh, oh, sell yourself. Don't sell the flowers. Anybody can do that. Anybody can take money for a bouquet. Sell you. you people are coming down there and experiencing you, not the flowers. They're, they're kind of an after effect. But if they... Walk away remembering you. You've done a lot. And I just realized that, oh, wow, yeah, when I look at that that way, after that, I was more engaging with people. I realized that, you know, the stress, yeah, is still there, but I love interacting with people. It just opened that up to me. I'm like, oh, first, I was just always stressed about work, how much money I was going to make that day, and what's going to happen after work, what do I have to do? Now, no, I'm in the moment. I'm sitting there, whoever's in front of my table, I'm going to be engaging with you 100%. I don't care if it's just 10 seconds, two minutes, uh, just quick banter. Um, recently, I've started doing um, I'm one of the stops on a tour that goes through the market. A good friend of mine actually started up a tour down at the market, and they will go through and they actually will stop at certain tables and, and businesses to talk. And I made it a point to I always stop what I'm doing, take about like, two, three minutes about out of my day just to go out there and just interact with a group of like 15 to 20 people. And it's great because I get to give them my history, my perspective. And it's really cool to see that a lot of people are receiving this really well. And they love it. That's something that's something that they get out that they would never experience if they just would have walked through by themselves. And that alone actually gave me encouragement to actually get out of my comfort zone. Don't worry about the flowers and everything. And I really like what Rohit said using that word flow. Yeah. Because it is a flow when you're in that that bed that's just right, right? It, it feels like a flow. In, in the hard bed and the soft bed, you've got that hose crimped, right? So no water is really going through it. You, you're either crimping it yourself when you're too hard on yourself or you're stacking things on it by putting other obstacles in your way saying, no, it's that obstacle's fault. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're blocking the flow yourself. Either way, it's just one, one way you're stacking things on it, the other way you're just crimping it yourself. And the, when you release those blockages and things start to flow, you instantly feel better. 
it feels great when you go, wait a second, I'm in control of something here. Yeah. I have this in my hand and I control it. I think being too hard on yourself also is you focus on the end and there, it's there the is journey. no end. There it's, is no end to personal development. It's a constant journey. It's like, well, if I achieve all these things, I should achieve Zen. Everything should be perfect from here on out. No, there's another problem. There's always going to be another problem. If there isn't, then you're not doing it right. And that's the one thing is like you focus so much on where you want to be that you ignore all everything in front of you, that everything's going to catch you up. Mm. And uh, at last, ladies and gentlemen, I get to walk into that comfortable bed, the one that's just right, not too hard, not too soft. It's just perfect. But that's also where a bear comes up to me and has me for din din. But <laughs> one of the things about that sweet spot is, and, and you heard both of these gentlemen talk about it. Scott talked about being in flow. Glenn talked about what he deserves. And I think that's what it's, it's about. When you are able to balance your life, that is when you are present. You're in the moment. Life has a little bit of a flow into it. It, it feels effortless. You're not worried about everything. You're just enjoying life and being there but challenging yourself so that you have something to grow upon. Uh, I don't remember what all the different ones were, but Tony Robbins talks about uh, there are certain things that everyone needs to have a satisfying life. And one of them is feeling like you're a part of something bigger than yourself, which is why religion is so popular because you are a part of something else. You're contributing and for the five of us, myself, Scott, Glenn, Tia, Patrick, that's what this podcast has become. We are extending ourselves. We're being vulnerable. We are being open, transparent, because we want to be a part of something bigger than ourselves and helping people get there. What, what it's about is, what, what I like what Glenn said, is he could have stayed in that, in that phase of my back hurts, Use that as a crutch his whole life. There are people who do that. But instead, he wanted to change it because he realized it's something that he deserves. He deserves to have a great life, whether it's health or you've heard him talk multiple times on this podcast about his wealth. He is taking those steps because he realizes he deserves better than what he has been setting himself up for. His bed has been too soft. He's been very passive in his own life. And then you talk about Scott, who was kind of beating himself up because, Scott, you're going down a different path that most people will never go down. And, and take your pick, whether it's being a farmer or owning a business. Most people will never get that way. But once you made it about you, that's when things started to change. And that's where the focus needs to come from. When you're talking about laying in the perfect bed, you can't compare yourself to others because your bed is always going to be too hard. If you're not comparing yourself to the best that you can do, your bed is going to be too soft and you're going to wake up one day and realize your life is over. One of my favorite quotes that continues to inspire me every single day is when you were young, you regret the things that you did. When you grow older, you regret the things that you didn't do. It's easy for an 18-year-old to say, man, like I shouldn't have done that. I, I, I got in trouble. 
uh, this is going to impact my whole life, whatever. But then when you are nearing the end of your life and you're like, you know, I'm, I'm dying anyways. Here's the thing about life. No one's going to make it out alive. If you are listening to this podcast, I'm sorry to say you will one day pass away. Whether you know about it or don't know about it, it could happen in the next five seconds or the next 50 years. We don't know. And there's two things that you could do. One, you could live in fear of when that's finally going to happen. Or two, you can enjoy every single moment and be in the flow of things and enjoy life by challenging yourself. I think that's what this podcast episode really comes down to is if your bed is too soft, you're not challenging yourself. If your bed is too hard, you are too demanding of yourself. The sweet spot comes from a healthy balance of both. And that's what most people will not do. The difficult part is personal development is suggestive. You can't, you can't go up to someone and say, why don't you have a Tesla? Because not everyone wants a Tesla. You can't say, why aren't you living in a mansion? Because not everyone wants to live in a mansion. We all have different desires, different things that brought us here. Even the three of us, myself, Glenn, and Scott, we are three completely different individuals. You can have two twins who are completely the opposite. Uh, next week's episode, we're going to have two brothers who, once you get a chance to get to know them, you'll realize they have a lot of similarities, but different experiences have made them into different people. And so with this episode of kind of taking a look at the Goldilocks of personal development, there is a sweet spot. Everything has a sweet spot. Uh, I am a science nerd, and there is this, uh, in terms of astronomy, there is a term called the Goldilocks zone. Earth happens to be in that Goldilocks zone. It's where you're not too close to the main sun, where you fry, and you're not too far away where you're an ice ball. There's that sweet spot. And that's where you have to challenge yourself to find out and define, clearly define, what is that sweet spot for you? So with that, audience, we want to challenge you. Take a look at yourself. Take a look at your life. Are you laying in the bed that's too soft and life is just reactive for you? Are you even in charge of your own life? Are you using crutches? Are you holding on to certain things because you've always held on to them? Uh, another popular quote is don't hold on to mistakes because you spent a lot of time making it. But I can tell you, I do the same thing. Just the other day, I was cleaning out my closet and I'm holding on to clothes that still fit me, right? I, five, four guy. I haven't grown since seventh grade, but, uh, but, but going through, I still have a lot of clothes that I didn't even realize I've had for 10 plus years. It wasn't until till my sister and Tia started kind of pointing that out. Like, how come you wear the same stuff in all these pictures 10 years later? For me, I'm like, well, I have needed to replace them. But the other day I was at the mall and I'm like, man, my shorts are like way too long. And I'm like, man, that was the style like 10 years ago. What am I doing? But it requires a certain level of self-reflection. And if you aren't willing to do that, then you're not going to grow. And is it painful? Yes, if it's not painful, you're not doing it right. That's what Scott said. 
you have to have an open, honest, reflective look at yourself in the mirror. And if you don't like what you see, the person in the mirror is also the person who can do something about it. And the person in the mirror will always be your most supportive person. So if they're not your most supportive person, you're not going to get anywhere because if you don't believe in yourself more than anyone else believes in you, then they're not going to believe in you either. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, what I want to do right now is just pass the microphone around to Scott and Glenn for just some final thoughts as we uh, send you off. Well, just enjoy the trip, right? Don't let the trip happen to you. Make sure you're moving on that road. Nice and easy for me. For me, realize there's others there to help you. There's always going to be somebody there. Um, you just have to open your eyes and ask. I mean, there's no hurt. There's no harm in that. Mm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the GYST podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And we look forward to bringing you some incredible personal development next week as well. So with that, thank you very much. Have a great day. Thanks everyone for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.